We're recorded. Okay, we're recording. Hello <laughs> and welcome to episode number 80 of... Modern, Modern Art is Rubbish! No, 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 oh. look. I've got something. <laughs> Sorry. Top, I've got this... I've got the artist that we taught, the flower man. Flower man. Arjan Van Arendonk, he recorded the intro. Well, I don't know if he recorded... Okay. Modern Art is Rubbish, guys. This is how you pronounce my name. Arion van Arendonk. Arion van Arendonk. That's how you pronounce his name. He was the, uh, wasn't he, the flower guy? Yeah, the yeah, the, the flower, flower guy. guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's an artist. He's not a flower guy. He's a nature flower guy. Yeah. So that's how you do it. So anyway, that's, uh, yeah, that was that was uh, sent to me on Messenger. Did you send it to you? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 I did. I have heard it before. Oh, well, that's good. Well, there you go. So that's that's yeah. how you pronounce it. Right, so um got a few stuff, Tom. Do you want to... Uh, let me hand you the images, which, Ooh. of course, I'll put on the website so people, other people can Ooh, see Oh, that was it. exciting. Then it's kind of... Uh. Yeah, I know. I know that. <laughs> Nigel, Nigel Farage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's always a bit of a disappointment. So we're talking about, uh, today, Banksy. I want to talk about um, someone who's taken some art and done a runner. Uh cave art has featured artwork and um the nigel farage bit as well the auto, uh, uh, thing from an artist autobiography oh. <laughs> why are you doing that what's I that know, it's a new, new sound effect yeah well, do, do it it's a nigel farage sound <laughs> effect yeah, yeah. well should we talk about the nigel farage one first yeah, yeah just to just on, get it out stop with all this nonsense about stop with all this nonsense about so, but how would you? Discuss, I was reading Nigel Farage. He's like, he's like. Someone said he's like a sort of slightly neo-fascist Kermit the Frog. Frog. I think of him more as like Toad of Toad Hall type. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be a man of the people, Paul, but yet he's always been a banker, isn't he? And he's always, he's always like, been compared to like a frog or a toad. He has a kind of froggy toadiness yeah. to him. He's the, he? Yeah, he's like the man you meet down the pub. He likes to go around hotels looking for immigrants. That's one of the things he does. I don't know what. I don't not know. Nice. I don't, he's not. I'm not a fan of his at all. Basically. Yeah, I don't know about this sort of everyday sort of image you're talking about. I don't think I know anyone who thinks that about him. What's that, Kermit the Frog? Yeah, but no, but he's like your av- average man down the pub type. Well, person. no, no, he pretends to be. A lot of people go, oh, we'll buy him. They always use his fans, go, we'll buy you a pint. But he's actually like quite quite privileged and quite well off and everything. And he's, uh, But he kind of likes to be the man of the people. But anyway, enough about... because uh, About, yeah, Mr Brexit. Yeah, yeah, not Brexit. He like, Yeah, he's good friends with Trump anyway. So basically, uh, what's happened is, is that there's a... Uh, uh, an artist, a Welsh artist, who's very good actually, called David Griffiths. He's a very popular portrait artist. And he's just released, or he's due to release his autobiography. And in, uh, actually, this was a, in 2018, uh, he entered a, uh, a portrait of Nigel Farage, which was actually shown in the Royal Academy. Do you know the Royal Academy Summer in Exhibition? 2018? Yeah, Royal Academy Summer Exhibition is the biggest open exhibition in the world. Yeah. It's massive, you know. It's they get what, when you say open, like open air. Yeah, well, no, not open. Open isn't anyone can enter it. So oh, you right, get yeah. to. It's one of the few times where you have like thousands of works up on the wall, and you could be right next to like some of the biggest artists in oh. the world showing their work next to Doris from 
Yeah. Or Doris or, from Derby. Or like some fridge pictures by your kids. Yeah, fridge pictures from the kids probably are, probably are, have, probably have been some. There have been some young children have been exhibited in it. I've tried to enter a couple of times, no bitter thing, but my paintings didn't get through. Didn't get through. What does that even mean? Ooh, I didn't even get past the stage. I sent in them in. They were just what, rejected. So it's like they have different rounds. You get yeah, through yeah, the yeah. first round. Yeah. You're like, yes, you're in or no, you're out. Yeah. I did a, um, yeah, I did a painting in the style of Jasper Johns. Now, Jasper Johns, you know, he's a, an artist who was very famous for doing a pop artist. Did a, the version, a lot of versions of the American flag. Now, yeah. the idea being, I think a lot of the idea being is that when you uh, walk and you see the American flag, you approach it with your your history of how you view it. So when you view a flag, it's not a passive thing. It's you bring back all your knowledge and all the thing you think about the country and what the flag represents. And that's yeah. how you interact with the art. And also what he did was quite interesting. He put fragments of newspaper underneath the the Quite artwork. appropriate for the Nigel Farage story. Well, the thing is, is that a yes, flag. yeah, he did, he did, he did his in what's called encaustic, which is a wax. It's a form of wax painting. It's really old. It goes back to Egyptian times. Basically, they used to use it. So it's a really way, quick way of drying wax. I found out it's actually quite toxic because I made my, I made an artwork. I did the European flag, so I literally took the same dimensions, the same thing as Jasper Johns and recreate the European flag. So my artwork was was like using all these techniques and saying, look, the flag is still relevant. It was still quite contemporary of the time. Didn't get through, didn't get through. And then the next year, Nigel Farage's portrait gets through. Nigel Farage obviously being Brexit, king, the king of Brexit, I suppose. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. he nominated himself King of Brexit. Yeah, well, whatever, you know, something like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so the thing is, is my, obviously, there's a bit of bitterness there. But anyway, so this work got into it, got into the exhibition, was on the wall at the Royal Academy in London. Great place, well worth visiting. And it was up for 25 grand, which for this artist is not a ridiculous amount of money, right? He's a good artist for 25 grand. What it turns out is the artist, David Griffiths, has now done his autobiography, as I said, and it's turned out that a Dutch businessman actually offered him £25,000 to um, take it off his hand so he could destroy it as a publicity stunt. And it was entered in the competition? Well, no, he, he didn't. He didn't. The, the, apparently, David Griffiths says, you know, you can't, you can't buy my beloved, well, not my beloved Nigel Farage portrait. He didn't let him buy it. Because they, they are the Dutch. The Dutch businessman wanted to just basically take it and burn it, or destroy it. All right, because it's Nigel Farage. It's a portrait. Oh, so he was from the anti-Farage, like Kill Farage lobby. Well, Do not the exist? kill. No, not the kill Farage. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no. The I he's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> he, the Brexit, the Brexit. Oh, no, we have, we have, we will be mentioning. We haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, we have mentioned Trump and Brexit. We haven't mentioned J.R. Chuo in this episode. So we've done Banksy as well. We'll be doing him. So yeah. we've got all those uh, normal modern artists rubbish bases covered yet again. Oh, good. Yeah, what am I yeah. talking about? But it's because Nigel, I'm, I'm, I get, I when I hear his name, I my level of stress level just goes up. He's got a spell on you. Yes. So yeah, yeah can we actually? 
can you destroy that part of his image on there so yeah. make it sure it rips just so i don't have to look at it oh, well i've got to like carefully tear it so as not to destroy these other images on this page because they're yeah, quite looking, closely printed yeah he's looking quite swarmy in his uh in his screens yeah, you just rip it up so I don't have to look at it for the rest of the pod, please. Yeah, there you go. I have the other one. Yes, yes. I'll keep Nigel Farage. Don't keep it. Get rid of it. Oh, no, no, because I might. I can like cover his face. With, I, I can substitute Has his face for don't your Don't look face. at him. He might win you over with his with his nationalistic, look, populistic ways. I put my thumb ways. over his face and it's replacing don't. He might with win your you head. over. Be careful. He might win you over with his thing. Don't don't look at him. And he would look different with your head, slightly less menacing, I think. Yes. Only slightly. Yeah, probably only slightly. Actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone did call me the master of intimidation once. Oh, did they? Yeah. What, was that at school or something? No. Sorry, I, I shouldn't have said anything. Am I intimidating you? Yeah, that, that was very That was very intimidating. Intimidatory. Yeah. intimidatory. So anyway, that was the Nigel Farage destruction story. Let's talk about Banksy now. Because oh, uh, yeah. we can't, because that happened. Uh, I didn't understand the Nigel Farage destruction story, to be honest. Well, what was it? Was it going back? Let's go back. Well, there what was a Dutch person. It was entered in some competition. It was it entered got in through. a competition. It got through. It was on the wall. So was it a Dutch person who painted it? No, it wasn't. It was a Welsh artist, portrait artist, who re- released his biography. Yeah. And then he... What's the biography got to do with it? Well, his autobiography. And what? it was revealed... Nigel his... Farage's autobiography? No, no. His own autobiography, the oh. artist. And he revealed that Nigel Farage that someone asked to buy Nigel Farage's portrait from him and because they wanted to destroy it as a publicity son and he said no and he entered it in this competition yes this was actually in the comp not not the destruction as a piece of construction oh, so the, this happened during the competition no this was bef- yeah this was uh, whilst it was being shown someone had offered him the money yes but he got through the first round it yeah he got through it was, uh, yeah, it was, yeah it was shown yeah it was shown yes yeah, yes yeah. I think you're confusing my bitterness of not getting through with... I'm not bitter, I'm very chilled about it. No, I'm not, I'm lying. Right. Okay. Banksy sale. Okay. Are we clear? Um, So what, is money off of Banksy's? No, 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 no money off Banksy's. Basically, you know, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a bit slow. (laughs) I need to get I need to get us up to speed with that. That was too sharp for my slow brain. I have been ill though, haven't I? Recently, Banksy sale though. Yes, basically it was an auction. It's not a sale, is it? It's an auction. Um, so I rename I named that wrong. Um, Banksy sold at auction. A Banksy sold at auction for sixteen point eight million. So we have to mention it, don't we? Oh, Just I know. Shredded. I know which one this is. This please, is the one that got like. I clearly uh, can't talk at the moment. This is one that got shredded post yeah. its original auction. Yeah. Yeah. Is it girl with a balloon? Is it? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. It was estimated to go for four point six million, and it went for sixteen point eight million. There's some really rich people in the world at the moment, aren't there? People yeah. making a lot. Of, they got a lot more money than. Than you think. Yeah, but then <laughs> yeah. I'd say one thing. This is purely a one-off, right? This is possibly, arguably, the most significant artwork of the 21st century. Yeah, but it's it's now in private ownership. Yeah, but, you know, the actual act of the shredded Banksy, the girl with the balloon, that's probably the most, you know, so... 
it goes for that, but it's only you can only experience it. I suppose it's it's a one-off experience. And if you've got a lot of money, there's no other way of experiencing that work, unless you actually have. When it you on say your that wall. work or that event, well, that event actually, yeah, yeah that w- own, that work being created. Actually, actually, the event is worth more if you could go back to. But having been at the event, if you could put a price on the event, the event is worth a lot. You'd probably find if you went back, how much do you reckon a ticket? If you said there was a ticket and you could get in a time machine and go back to just that event. Yeah, but it's, con- it's confusing because what is the value of a ticket into a time machine? That has quite a value only, in itself. But that only goes back to that actual point, to yeah. the Banksy shredding. That's it would probably be worth more if the time machine could do all sorts of times. No offence to Banksy, it's great work. Yeah, but mind you... They, yeah, I mean, but mind you, they pay a lot just to go up in space, don't they? Whatever that, whatever the point of that, I mean, that's another thing, by the way, but, you know, they pay a lot for one-off trip, so that's a, a one-off trip back to Banksy time travel trip. I'd pay £2,000. Oh, I can see the video online, I don't know if I'm... You know, two thousand pounds. I could get some. You know, you I could get, get some VR like, goggles for free, three <laughs> hundred quid, can't you? And then well, just I experience put, I, it. I wouldn't buy VR goggles if if I could buy luxury items like a bit of art. A bit of art is a luxury item, after all, yes. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, um. Yeah. No, I'd probably buy stuff for my studio, wouldn't I? Yeah. Well, you have. Haven't you? you had to buy new speakers. What happened to was it your your child? <laughs> my child yeah, your yeah. child your destructive <laughs> child made you buy new speakers well he didn't make you buy new speakers did he no he's not as intimidating <laughs> well actually I say that but I'm not sure <laughs> So, Tom, on to the uh, the next item. I've calmed down from Nigel Farage now, by the way, so I'm all right. Um, <laughs> that, was really, that was amazing continuity, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't reveal our inner secrets. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the, this is a story about an artist, right? Jane, uh, Jane Harning, I, I think it's pronounced. He's a Danish artist. Uh, basically, uh, the mu- a museum in Denmark asked him to recreate an earlier work, which was um, basically it was to create an earlier work. They loaned him eighty four thousand, uh, equivalent of eighty four thousand dollars. And what he was supposed to do was he was actually supposed to fill two frames full of money: one to represent a Danish artist, the other one to represent an Austrian artist. An Austrian artist. I'm not an Austrian artist. The Austrian worker. Yeah, that's it. Not not artist. Yeah. Yeah. The the average wage of an Austrian worker. Not the the average wage of an Austrian artist. You wouldn't need eighty four thousand dollars. You'd probably need about two dollars or something. You wouldn't need a fucking picture frame. (laughs) 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 Yes, you certainly wouldn't. You just need a very little bit of change. so, so it's interesting, you know, this idea of representing money. What does money represent? What does work represent? You know, he's taken it, he's yeah, put it what up. What does money look like in an art gallery? Yeah, yeah. So it's a good. Yes, it is. Even that. What, 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 what does it become when it's in in the art gallery? It's all those kind of interesting questions, and 
basically, so he had this contract to do this. He delivered what the uh, the museum thought was his works, uh, and he actually just delivered em- empty frames. And what had actually happened was that he'd apparently he'd recreated a new art piece called Take the Money and Run. <laughs> so he... He's <laughs> really good. So he'd actually stolen them. So it's actually like this is an artist. Now, this is something that I you know, I'll put a link on the website to, but he apparently told CNN. He said, I saw from my artistic point of view that I could create a much better piece for them than what they could imagine. And he said, I don't see that I have stolen the money. I've created an art piece which is maybe ten or a hundred times better than what we had planned. What's the problem? Apparently, he has no uh, plans to return. Where's he? So he's Danish. Yeah. Yeah. So he's taken like his average yearly wage from someone in his country plus from someone in Austria and done a runner with it. Well, yeah, the equivalent of yeah. Now the thing is, his argument was that this piece was actually because <laughs> he was getting quite a small wage. He was saying that the piece was costing him more to produce. So it's almost a question about the value of his time as well. So he got a little bit of extra cash for doing it, but he's taken that as well. Now, um, yeah, what happened to him? This is what's important. Well, the it? thing is, he's got uh, currently he's got no plans to return <laughs> the money, and the money's the the actual artwork is on display. So they've got an art piece, and I mean he's quite a famed, well known artist. So it may well be have yeah, a I certain mean, value. From what I hear, he's quite a well off artist. Well, it's a bit like well. the sh- yeah, it could be a bit like the sh- link back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, now, uh, <laughs> it's a bit like the shredded Banksy kind of argument, perhaps. But the thing is, is he's, he apparently said he, when he was talking to Danish radio, he said the work is that I've taken their money. It's not theft, it's a breach of contract. And a breach of contract is part of the work. So... Watch this space as to whether he actually. Uh, so is this like totally just happened? Yes, recently. recently. Yeah, he's a really interesting artist. I mean, yeah, he, I I like him already. Yeah, it sounds good fun. He does challenge how you perceive things and when you work it and how you feel yourself. So he's. I think a lot of his oeuvre, for want of a better word, is well, no, that is the right word. Um, is that he wants to change the viewer. So his work is sometimes we go and look at work and we go, oh, look, that's a cubist work by Picasso. And it does nothing to us. It's interesting. It's interesting to see it. It's interesting to see the work, but it doesn't change us in a way that we think about stuff necessarily. We don't change as an art. But he's very much about changing the way that we perceive things in the world be art. So when we have seen his work... Yeah, you... I, whenever I see a Picasso, I'm not always thinking, oh, I wonder if Picasso would lend me a tenor. Yeah. But when this artist, this hurling, yeah, yeah. or whatever, I'm thinking, I wonder if he would lend me a tenor. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would, but then he'd yeah. run. I don't know why he'd run. He just, that doesn't run everywhere. That's my that's my uh, uh, my shtick is, 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 is the art runs of mystery. That's my performance. Um, so in 1994, interesting enough, he did a, uh, a work which he basically took two dogs and put them on with leashes. And so the viewer basically you walk in and if, if you walk into the gallery and if the dogs start barking and get really angry you promptly walk out but of course if you walk in you're quite happy quite chilled the dogs seem to be quite happy so you know it's like a kind of like you're being you walk in you're actually being confronted by an artwork literally yeah so that's quite interesting you imagine that yeah yeah no that could be like yeah it is interesting can we get toby to do that your dog 
Um, yeah, we could do. It was confrontational, yeah. Willy Weed, on well, my can't show. Can't I do it? Well, don't. What, what we on my show? No, put me in a room on a leash. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You don't actually want anyone to visit. You just want. <laughs> should we take that off, Mike? <laughs> Well, maybe we could be on a leash in a gallery doing our podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Podcast unleashed. Leashed. Oh, yeah, I don't know. They always have unleashed, don't they? And they, they never are. You know, like they have, like, something unleashed. Dogs are more friendly to strangers, probably, than humans. I what? don't know. Is that true? I don't know, but dogs don't like me. A lot of dogs don't like me. Yeah. I'm really... Uh, cats like me, but well, dogs so you don't. you get on better with art gallery visitors or, or If dogs? I were... I'd rather be in a room, an art gallery <laughs> filled with cats than dogs. Oh, right. yeah. I like dogs, but dogs don't... A lot of dogs don't like me. Yeah. I mean, they're all right dogs. They don't paint much, though, do they? No. I've, no. They, yeah, bark, well, they bark more than they paint. Yeah, but there was that weed dog episode, wasn't that, with a dog where you, uh, you could buy an artwork done by a dog and you get a bag of weed for free. Which that gallery? Do you remember we talked about that a yeah, while ago? No, and they familiar. they use that to circumnavigate the the drug laws by basically you buy the work and the weed comes free, so you they technically weren't dealing. Oh right. Yeah, and yeah. that was done by an art dog. So I'll, I'll put a, I'll remind me I'll put a link on our on the website to that episode. Oh, is that piece of work still live? Out of interest. I d- <laughs> 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 so. The other thing is this artist, he did another work, which was in 1996, called Middleburg Summer. It was in the uh, Dutch city of Middleburg. And what's quite interesting is he actually literally took a factory, a clothes factory, with all the workers and moved it. And there were lots of immigrant workers and moved it to the art gallery. And it even had like the canteen and everything there. So when people went into the review, they were seeing all these unseen clothes workers, you know, these these people that traditionally quite low played kept out of sight and you walked into the gallery and you saw this factory it was a factory in the gallery all right yeah so there's a whole lot of questioning about production about you know and about health and safety uh, rules yeah probably yeah i (laughs) i actually would doubt i i i I question the amount of uh, health and safety that was going on in that yeah yeah so he's a he's he's an interesting guy and I think probably that work is now got a lot of publicity, so probably would go for more than eighty-five thousand dollars. Do you think? What? So is this the same artist who did both these works? Yes. Now yeah. the thing is, you can buy these blank works, but how do you buy the work with the factory workers? You'd have to get, move the factory into your house. Well, no, I think you probably like it's the same way with Christo. You know, Christo, we we, we did that episode where he wraps everything. Yeah. Recently wrapped the Arc de Triomphe. We'll probably talk about that next. More episode. like an event. Than well, yeah, and you you genuinely would sell the the photographs. Or, or or relics of it, so there tends to be that the actual pho- the photographic representation of a work is the thing that's sold. So it's yeah, the official so how documentation. How much does Christo, out of interest, sell his like, you know, prints or photos yeah. of his work for? Well, the thing is, is they're quite they they're quite collectible because they're quite cool as well. So you've got like a lot of them. It's like he's actually like his actual drawings, and he makes like college collages of the works and mock-ups and he's good, he's good at art and drawing so him and Jean-Claude of course because always never forget about his partner was as much as important to it as him so they'd have these great drawings 
of of the artwork and uh, so they would sell those and they would sell prints as well so yeah. But now, sadly, both dearly departed, so yeah. there's no more. No more, there'll be no more raps. Well, they might redo some rapping. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I oh, See, I would have thought they would have wrapped themselves, like arranged to have themselves wrapped. They didn't do what, that. In, what, on their deathbed? Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought that. that I, 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 yeah, I would have thought that would have been a They could have wrapped fires. that like a factory in the uh, Netherlands, in Middleburg. What, the, the wraps, the... Uh, Wrap yeah. the factory. Well, there's enough cloth going around, but I don't know. That's a. I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> I, I don't know in the podcast. I'm going to have to actually think about what you said, whether it's actually just nonsense or actually really good art. I can't, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I doubt it's good art, man. It surely yeah. is nonsense. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Some, a story from your neck of the woods. Your neck, your neck of the woods, your part of the world, right? Yeah, my, my area of the woods. Yeah, where you used to live, Sudbury in Suffolk. I've never actually lived in Sudbury in Suffolk, but yeah, near it. Near it, near yeah. to it, but you had your your parents lived there, didn't they? They or did, near yeah. it, near it. Now... Yeah, no, they did live in Sudbury, my parents. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, At one time. Basically, these people had a pair of uh, uh, carved stone ornaments that looked, they look a bit like mini sphinxes. And um, they've sold for more than a sort of like £195,000, which is about $265,000. And um, they had them in their garden. So basically, they apparently they bought them about 15 years ago at auction uh, for a few hundred pounds, 100 quid, as I say. And... Uh, they thought they were reproductions made in the 1700s, and it turns out they weren't. They were actually proper Egyptian, real ones. Because uh, there was a lot. There was a quite a big tradition in the 1700s for loads of rich, elite British people to go to Egypt and just basically just buy stolen artworks and stuff, and then bring them back, or stolen artifacts, and just bring them back to uh, to the UK. Yeah. But also there's a tradition of a lot of Egyptian people making like replicas and selling them to these people, selling them to the British people, and then they would take those back. So that's what they thought they were. And apparently they've just I mean they've got they look really, really quite weathered by their yeah. time in rainy Sudbury. And even apparently the head fell off one and they got someone to just cement it back on. All right, yeah. so they had no idea that they were actually potentially what we're we talking here, a thousand years old, more than a couple of thousand yes, years old. Yes, yes, yes. More than that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm guessing at least a couple of thousand years old. It's got to be if it's Egyptian, possibly even more, you know. Yeah, yeah, because how old are the pyramids? <sighs> Off the top of my head? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm probably guessing 3,000 years at least, three, 4,000 years at least. Yeah, I mean, we're guessing here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it could be absolutely wrong. So look it up. Like, yes. Uh, so uh, Egyptian pyramid. Minus 539. Is that like a year? So two and a half thousand years yes. old. So that's good, right? So it's pretty old. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it sounds about right. Two, three thousand, four thousand years old. I mean, I don't know how how 
Because I know the Sphinx is older than the pyramids, I believe. Some of them are over 5,000 years yeah, old. So, so roughly right. Okay, yeah. that's cool. So the thing is, you can imagine, you've got those in your garden. Do you reckon, like, if you've got garden gnomes, like, in 5,000 years, would they... People go, Christ, we've had all these gnomes, these garden gnomes in our garden. Yeah, you just cemented the head back on. Yeah, and like we could have sold them, but <laughs> I didn't realise. Well, I suppose it would, wouldn't it? Would, it? would they have the same significance? I suppose certain gnomes, it depends what gnomes they were. If there's like a Banksy gnome, yeah, 5,000 years, because it'd be like ancient art, wouldn't it? Artifact. Yeah, but with these ones that were that was from someone's garden in Sudbury, that they weren't even aware they were like thousands of years old, it's yeah. like, we don't know who made them. No. It's not like, oh, well, they're just like, you know, 5,000-year-old gnome ones. They're not like the creme de la creme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like they've survived. So, like, they're worth, how much are they worth? $265,000. Yeah, so oh, that's a point. So they could have just been the Sphinx gnomes. <laughs> the Sphinx, Sphinx gnomes. gnomes, yeah. <laughs> Is that what they call the Sphinx gnomes? No, but we're going to, henceforth, they're known <laughs> as the Sphinx gnomes. <laughs> that's true, actually. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's, that makes utter sense. Well, yeah, no, not I mean, utter sense. Utter nonsense. I mean, we're we looking at them. We've just got an image of them. What, what do you think, um, artistically, can you give us a, um, your, like, educated like, opinion? They look like reproductions that have been stuck in someone's garden f for 15 <laughs> years. So it's, particularly, I know it's the weathering caused by the Suffolk area. Right, yeah. Yes. The North Sea blows quite strong into Suffolk. So if they're... Oh mind you, Sudbury's not near the coast, is it? Um, it depends, like, from where you say that. If you say that from somewhere that's 10,000, like, uh, oh, yeah. kilometres from the coast, you go, yeah, that's near the yeah, coast. Yeah, I suppose you, mind you, if it's you... It's all in, a matter yeah, of... Uh, if, you, if you live in Britain, <laughs> if you live in Britain, you're, quite, never, you're never really that far from the coast, are you? near the coast. I don't yeah. think you can really get anywhere that's far from the coast, can you, in Britain? Yeah, well, there's places there's a, a little way either way. A little way. It's not like, like America or Australia a little way from the coast, is it? Or Russia. Not. Yeah. No, they can really go on well away from the coast, can't they? Oh, right, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, maybe not, the coast is all just all in yeah. our heads. So maybe if we ever go who can get furthest away from the coast competitions, <laughs> let's not take up anyone who lives in Australia, Russia... Egypt, Egypt's quite near the yeah, coast. Yeah, Egypt. It's got the Nile, isn't it? Egypt. Yeah, it's got the Nile. As well as these the Sphinx gnomes. The Sphinx gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Tom, can you do off with featured artwork? Oh wait, does that mean uh, piano? Piano, yeah, featured artwork. Featured artwork. Right. So, keeping on this uh, thing of the anonymous disappearing artists, and there seems to be a sort of anonymous disappearing theme. Works being destroyed, works, people running away with money, people not being acknowledged. Or, uh, or people cementing heads back yeah. on gnomes. Probably the oldest artwork we're ever going to talk about on this show, dating back to 37,900 BCE. So that's, my God, how old is that? 40, I, I, 45,000. Are, are you talking about the Warty Pig? Yes. 
I read that that was 45,000 years. Yeah, there's been a debate. So, oh, right, okay, But give, yeah. or, give or take, it's, it, I've seen reports from 42,000 to 45,000 years old. Right, so pretty pretty old, really, you know. It's not... Yeah, give or take a few thousand years. And looking at it, right, it's, it's a cave drawing that's been drawn in a sort of red and purplish pigment, which is actually uh, pulverised okra which is a kind of like a natural clay earth pigment and it's this drawing of a pig of a warty pig i think warty pigs are kind of like boars aren't they they i've seen some of them they have like elvis quiffs they're like pigs with elvis quiffs some of them yeah I mean, elvi pigs elvis pigs yeah maybe that would be better to call them warty pigs i don't think you should be so rude about elvis i know he liked a burger but come yeah on. <laughs> <laughs> so so yes, so they've got these pigs, and they've got their their like their. I don't think they did an Elvis quiff in this. Looking at his picture, he didn't do an Elvis quiff. But it's really it's really well drawn, isn't it? I mean, it's, and also you've got these incredible handprints right next to the the uh, where it looks like someone's put the person who's drawn this warty pig has put their hands on the wall and then sp- spat or sprayed paint around his hand. As a signature. Yeah, so I'm thinking he's got some kind of like bone straw. I don't know what a bone straw is, but I could guess. But it looks like he's he's like spat paint around his hand. Well, and it's got... Scraped it with a bone? No, well, not scraped it. It looks like he's almost like, if you look at it, it looks like it's, he's put his hand up and sprayed around it. But obviously, I don't know if they had the like the, what the Flintstones equivalent of spray painting was. Yeah, well, we, we don't really know anything, do we? And it's better just to admit that we don't know yeah, what no. equipment they had. And why and they did it. It's all kind of conjecture, isn't it? It's all, it's all conjecture why he did it. But it, the artwork is pretty good. I mean, very good, in fact. Because if you think it's probably like, no, he's got no books. He's got no YouTube tutorials. He's got no uh, video sort of subscriptions or anything. As books, far as we, we know. know. Yeah. yeah, we can assume. Yes, there could yeah. have been some alien, like alien future artists who come like space banksy or something like that who came back in his time machine yeah maybe he used the funds from his time machine yeah exhibit to go back even further so pick, pick up some like sphinx names yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should do that if that ever happens that's a good little tip um so oh my god i've lost my train of thought so basically what I like is I, I don't know if it's his signature, yeah, but it, but look, I know, but I head. I've got a strong image in my head. All right, yeah, so. I did look at him, so I want to look at it again. Yeah. So whilst you're talking, whilst I, whilst you're looking for it, I'll keep talking. So the hands, if you actually look at the hands as well, I was wondering if he actually used his hands to make it look like trees. It's quite possible because people assume that they're all prints. You know, it's like a signature, but it may well be that you thought, oh, actually, look at this. Doesn't these look good? They look like trees. Yeah, they do look kind of so, like um, trees. So, you I know, like when I looked at it, I just thought they were trees, but now I look closer. Yeah. They have. But yeah. thinking is how an artist might think. Might think, oh, that's a cool way of making them look like trees. But the, the artwork is great. I mean, really, really great. And I always think that there's like, when you look at uh, artworks and you look at some sort of like Greco-Roman artworks and you go back to ancient times, you think, actually people were already good and it's almost like we assume that all the modern art like the renaissance and stuff these artists were great but art 
has always been great. From the moment that people started creating art, it would seem that art has always been most excellent. It was probably, I'm just throwing it out there, yeah. most excellent way before that as well. Probably. Yeah. Do you mean like ape art? Before it was created. I don't know what Neander I don't know <laughs> if Neanderthals did art as well. Or any of the other kind of the other human species. Yeah. What 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 was uh, like life? Because didn't we come from Homo water? Well, if you're talking about you're talking about what was Homo erectus art like, no, I I'm don't know. Pre that. What? Isn't like life kind of like art? Yeah. Are you talking about what what art were Amoebas making. Amoebas, yeah, amoebas, good one. Amoeba abstraction. (laughs) I don't know. Amoebas sounds like an arty word, even. Like if you were an artist and you had to like just make your name up now, amoeba wouldn't be a bad name. There's this what amoeba? (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like yeah. That's me. That's how amoeba has been born officially. (laughs) Um, there's this program, I don't know if you know, there's a program called Life. Now, I used to have it on a computer called Spectrum ZX81, which was had 16K of memory with the memory expansion pack. It used to get so hot, you could fry an egg on the actual transformer. You could well, paint, paint a cave with it. Yeah, not, yeah, not, not, well, no, you could peel the keyboard off and stick it on something, but that was another story but there's this program called life really simple invented by a mathematician who actually died died recently right and there's this program he invented called life it's a really simple simple algorithm but when you run it it can create beautiful patterns and there's no way of predicting what it's going to do even you run it for an infinite amount of time and sometimes you can just run it and it can just get into these kind of like stuck in loops or sometimes it can have random things and sometimes it will just create these beautiful patterns and it's just based on a random algorithm so when you say about life and art yeah and we well, do li- come life is the you know that's kind of quite a techie answer man well it's yeah it's going back to i think <laughs> we're going back to our rabbit episode of of yeah. spectrums no, well, the uh, Alba, the rabbit. Alba. Alba, the rabbit, which we talked about last time, where he genetically engineered a rabbit oh, to make okay. it glow, yeah. Yeah, no, not. Life as art. Now, a short advertisement break. Hey, Ugg, what are you doing? Ugg, 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 no, hun. Ugg given ten sunsets to make turtle artwork on cave. Ugg work very hard. Ugg no hunt. You idiot! Every caveman knows all you have to do is give thanks to the art gods that modern art is rubbish and subscribe to that email list and they will bestow us with an abundance of turtle artwork. Now stop all that art and go catch us a warty pig. Now just... So just head over to modernartisrubbish.com and subscribe to our email list to get your free artwork and to be updated on the latest Modern Art is Rubbish news. So Tom. Yes. So ends our Sphinxy podcast. Um, No, no, don't put away Nigel Farage. (laughs) Please put away Nigel Farage. Um, just to say, I've done an art cover for a book by a friend called Amanda Hodgson. It's really good. It's a spooky art 
uh, a book full of spooky art story, art stories. It's not art stories, spooky stories, flash fiction. So very short, easy to digest stories. Really good writing, and it's called Cackle. And I did the cover for it, the mystery cover. And that's I'll put a link on the website for it. And it's only going to be ninety nine p to buy, and it will be released on Kindle. So I put a link on the thing so that you've got a new song coming out. Very good. Very nice song. I like this oh, one. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, we're going to play it now, aren't we? Yeah, we'll play it at the end, yeah. Isn't it the end now? No, it's not quite the end because I want to talk about the fact that I'm on Instagram all the time doing the Modern Artist Rubbish page. So if you uh, DM Hello Marcus and Tom, DM yeah, us. Yeah, I'm on Instagram as well. Yeah, and Tom. What's your Instagram called? Um, oh, what is it called? It's the same as Obi Tom. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. <laughs> Obi, look up Obi Tom on Instagram. And Modern Art is rubbish on Instagram. Follow us. And I do like to talk. I tend to be me on there talking to people. So I do like a good... If you message us, we will chat back. Yeah, we will respond. We will respond. Or you can email us at info is... Info, not info is, info at modernartisrubbish.com. I've now worked out how to read our emails, so we will respond. Um, and and we always like to hear from, from you. Yes, and modernartisrubbish.com is the name of the website. Why do I always go robotic at the end of the podcast? Yeah, I, I do, don't I? I do yeah, that. No, I do. Like I suddenly, every time I talk about the, the, the sort of housekeeping side of things, I always end yeah. up talking like a robot. We are a digital business. <laughs> <laughs> Please come and see our pages. <laughs> you say like, they will think we're bots now. They'll think like we're art we bots. We are not bots <laughs> yet. Let's play out the song with the bias in. So we do bias. Boys. This song is when the rhyme comes. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Obi Tom. <laughs> <laughs>